interview of Agent Blue. Side note, this is the first interview of Agent Blue at the Bureau. Agent Blue, what transpired during the encounter? Describe in your own words. Yes, sir. Well, we approached premises 03116 around 2100 hours, awaited instructions by fax, and received our primary and secondary objectives. Upon receiving instruction, we entered into the premises and performed a full sweep of the first floor. We made our way to the basement where we discovered 15 or 16 uh, carpets which appeared to have remains in various states of decomposition. The carpets were inscribed with insignia from the Elanum sect. One specimen was found that Agent Breakstone was capable of resurrecting. While Agent Breakstone underwent the resurrection, myself and Agent Thorne went up back to the first floor to investigate, where we engaged with, uh, well, I don't know what else to call it except for an animated fridge. Upon engagement and neutralization of said fridge, we made our way back down and interviewed Rathena, the resurrected victim of the carpet roll-up. Agent Thorne, we see that you were able to complete your primary and tertiary objectives but failed to complete the secondary objective of recovering the remains of Neptune's squad. Why was it that this objective was a failure? Bodies are too far. Souls too distant. Nothing can be done. Agent Brankstone, according to the report from the cleanup crew, location 03116, has uh, largely burned to the ground. Do you know what might have caused this? Was it part of the consecration ritual? It's not uh, common for consecration rituals to result in fire, but it isn't unheard of. Uh, my god in particular, Ilmater, blessed be his name, does often use fire as a form of purification. Anything else to report on Agent Blue's conduct or abilities? I've got nothing but positive things to say about Agent Blue. He was forethinking. He took point on uh, making sure the neighbors were not frightened. Little bit of a weak stomach, but we got time to work on that. Yeah, I think I think he's a rather good recruit, and I'm happy to be on a on a team with him. Were there any other unexpected occurrences? Sir, I would say just about everything that happened on this mission was unexpected. Do you consider this mission successful? I do, yes. E success. Dagger. Defeated foes. Turn into bear. <laughs> Sir, I would not. I would not consider anything less than a 100% completion rate as a success. Did you find working with your squad mates to be... Enjoyable? Ho 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 ho. Very enjoyable. And that concludes the interviews of Pluto Squad. Debrief of Incident 03116. log. Let's cut to, after your debrief interviews, you're sitting around your little cubicles. And, because you guys would have like a little cubicle, right? Sure, sure. 
Why you guys not? got desks. That's what I'm thinking. I'll of. have All a cubicle right. of something. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like a police. It's like a police station or whatever. It's a, you. You got. You have. A, you all have your own desks. In fact, why don't you tell me what's on your desks? Start us off, Tommy. Okay. I mean, it's it is of course perfectly clean except for the handbook and oh, we don't have computers, do we? An electric typewriter. Yeah, typewriter. Yeah. You know what else is on your desk, that, Tommy? What might that be? It, it's the lamp. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it's a good get. Yeah, they haven't. They, 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 the evidence hasn't come to, to take it yet. They just didn't want to buy you a lamp. <laughs> They're like, it's not a high threat. Next person, desk. Thorne, what's on your desk? The only things that I can think of being on the desk are random skulls with some half-melted candles on top of the skulls. There's no chair. But under the desk, there's like a bunch of dried, caked on blood from all the Santeria, random bones and artifacts and stone bowls. It smells horrific. There's just like mushrooms growing because of all the gross <laughs> shit that's just not supposed to be in here. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Breakstone? Breakstone's got like a bunch of different kind kinds of rocks and like various piles doesn't really make sense to probably an outside observer, but like he's got like a system of of sorting with these rocks that changes every once in a while. Vestments and priestly vestments. So, you know, some red cord, the symbol of Ilmater, just just a pair of open palms with red cord wrapped around them. And uh, right now, though, he has piled up the rocks in such a way that it kind of makes two goalposts. And he's currently folding up a paper football sort of (laughs) flick it over the rocks Um, if his desk is across from either thorn or blue there's an element of like he's trying to get it through the goalposts of the rocks and like hit one of them (laughs) i feel like it would be funniest if it was if it was Derek. i agree Uh, he's a rookie so he's just kind of like messing with light hazing yeah some slight light hazing all right he's not doing anything productive though that's really the point so you did the interviews with like your your handler, disembodied, you know, authority. Now you got your actual boss coming in, who you'll remember from the warm-ups that almost certainly got cut. It's Larry, Larry Buck. Yes, Larry, the, who as you might also remember is a squared-off man that looks as if someone took a Minecraft person and brought them into the real world. Larry like sidesteps his way uh, between the desks, because he's very wide, throws a manila envelope down, and he goes, Occult Forensics came back with a report on those daggers you found. They're definitely connected to the cult of Illanum. They like to bring evil spirits into various objects, animate them. I don't know. It's, it's, it seems like they just make more of the kind of shit that we have to deal with all the time here. Sir, when will we be heading back out into the field? As soon as you're ready, you need to find out who is doing these sacrifices in this house. Well, I've been hanging on to this kernel of information that Rathina gave us, which is that the person who invited her to the party was her coworker, Mm, who worked in the booth next door to her, Mm -hmm. which is a very easy thing to go and check out. I like that. Yeah. Hell, I wish I was coming out there with you. But as you all know, ever since I put this square suit on, I can't do anything remotely exciting. Square suit? What? You can't just take it off. No, you can't take the square suit off. Interesting. It's, it's a cursed garment that makes you blocky. 
turns you into a linebacker. <laughs> Listen, uh, all right, Blue, if you must know, here's my backstory. <laughs> I was an agent. Pretty good one, if I say so myself. I was out there with the best of y'all, and then, well, on one of my missions, I got in pretty deep with the Demon Casino. One of the only ways to pay off that debt, to really square myself up, was to put this square suit on. And so, it absolved me of my debt to the Demon Casino, but it also turns me into a paper pusher, so. You're young and you've got plenty of time ahead of you before some sort of bizarre and vaguely mundane, but still life crypt, but still dream crippling occurrence happens to you. Sir, thank you, sir. I read your dossier as well, sir. You all better get out there as soon as you can. Those knives probably weren't the only ones of their variety. So you know that the only toll booth in town is going to be the toll booth at the Graham's Clipping Bridge to out of town or across the river. So naturally, you guys head there. Is it, cool. the, is it the same, is it the same quote-unquote marching order as before? I guess, yeah. I think so. I like the idea that breaks so I want to be in, I want to be in the back seat, though. Okay, let's, fl- let's switch it up. I'll be in the front. You really proved yourself, Blue. You can uh, get shotgun this time. Uh, thank you, sir. I'm sure I will learn much in the passenger seat under your driving, sir. Ah, perfect. Now I can take nap. How do y'all think we should play this? Exactly. If this is a cult guy, I'm not sure he's going to respond well if we just go in badges blaring. It's simple. We get up to window. We, ah, dagger. And they will see dagger. It will be theirs. And they will be very frightened that we know who they are. Generally, anyone gets kind of freaked out if you just pull a dagger on them. Hmm. Uh, According to handbook protocol... Any civilians who we might need to interview in the case of a suspicious incident, we have to serve them the proper paperwork so that we don't run into legal issues with their uh, 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 assistance to our, our mission, occult, associ- occult membership or not. Fortunately, I have all the documents here filled out in triplicate, so I say we just roll up and serve these to them, and I'm sure once they see the BFA mark on the sheets, they will comply with us. Uh, sure, that's one idea. Uh, another idea... Do any of you remember from the report that occult forensics gave us some sort of uh, some sort of line that members of Elanum tell each other to uh, to let each other know that they're they're in the know? Any sort of any sort of language like that? W- would I be able to know that, Paxton? Hello, like something, brother. Some you know, it's like some of sort of greeting. call sign. That, Password. Yes. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sort of yeah why not? That works. Let's see. What would it be? It's whatever you they're, want, baby. They're all about inorganic shit. So, like, brainstorm with me. <laughs> okay, well, what about, what about uh, like, I'm here to deliver the 15 objects you ordered? Well, you know what they also <laughs> like is sacrifices. <laughs> Wait, I have a buck wild thing. I have the spell feign death. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what if I just cast it on myself and you guys are in the front and you're like yo sup got one of our sacrifices yo, in the back yo where, where's it. the party bro i love that shit it's like going up and being like yo we just picked up the keg where are we headed 
Yeah, if we have one of the daggers on us, right? So can we kind of like... I was going to say, if you guys took one of the daggers out of the evidence bag, then yes, you could have one. Well, yeah, because we're kind of like cops. So we just do whatever we want anyway, right? It's more like you're actually trusted unless like you're, you're specifically dirty. Because <laughs> I feel like cops do whatever they want, but there are rules against it. I think I'll fake my death. You throw a blanket over me, and then you can reveal my dead body as a, as a bargaining chip. Okay, yeah. Does that make um, sense? I like mm-hmm. it. There's no spell components for this, so... <laughs> I just... I'll throw a blanket over me. Just like, I don't know, like just a little... A heavy blanket. And tuck me in. And let me die. And then my eyes roll back and my tongue flops out and I am indistinguishable from being dead. It looks like this is the type of spell that is normally cast on not the spell casting. (laughs) It's not concentration, though. Okay, good. It's all good. I'll wake up after an hour. Sure. Okay. I like it. But you're out for an hour, basically. Yes. I love taking myself out of this recording session. (laughs) Let me just go get a pizza or something. He really looks dead, don't he? For all you know, I did die. You cannot prove that I'm alive. Yes, exactly. Dying would not be the weirdest thing that you've seen him do in the last 24 hours. Yeah, you could actually have expected that I could die. It's definitely more on the... The scale? The radar? <laughs> we, now, we've gone from, oh my god, he's dead, to, I guess he just, this is just what happens? <laughs> so yeah, but I will I will still make the comment to Breakstone. Yeah, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Blue, he is dead. You guys are coming up to the toll booth splitter lanes. Um, you got five booths, one empty. Number two and three have a lady and a man in them. Number four is empty. And number five has like a pimplet teenager. (laughs) We can assume that in either one or four, that was Rathina. But she said that the guy whose party it was worked with her as well as his wife. Which do we think would be our better option? She had specifically said, I think the guy that invited her so i'm yeah okay let's go for that i'm just thinking the man yeah sure you pull up he looks pretty normal middle-aged guy he's got the little uniform on he's got the little hat well good evening folks can i take your toll for you uh yes certainly i'm gonna need some directions from you if you can help me out i hand him not enough money for a toll but i do also hand him a rune on a bone, I want to hand that over. Yeah, so he takes it and looks down at the the bone and the money in his hand, and he glances up and he goes, well, of course, where can I direct you to this fine evening? Well, we've got uh, a delivery for a party, but we don't have the address. I think if you check out the delivery, though, you'll understand where it is we need to go. Uh, Derek will do like the big like yawn stretch, <laughs> reveal just the top of Thorns. No, it's the other way around. His big toe. It obviously looks like pretty dead. <laughs> I imagine yeah. you. Dirt. It's dirty and pale. Did you uh, happen to have any trouble with the delivery? Because there has been a last-minute change of address for the, the party. 
there was an issue with the uh, previous location. Certainly. Why do you think that we needed to procure another subject as quickly as we did? Mm, right, right. Yeah, of course. Um, he prints you off uh, a receipt and then he writes on the back of it, hands it down to you, and he goes, you all have a fine rest of your evening and hopefully I'll see you around. The arm raises and people are like, beep, beep, beep. You drive on through uh, from the toll booth. I'm gonna do another location. We're gonna we're gonna do some rolls from my tables again. Everybody get a D4 yeah. ready. Okay, D4 it is. Tommy, give me a roll. One. And next, Morgan, give me a roll. Two. Two. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Abby, give me a D4. Four. Four. Okay. Based on the rules you guys gave me on the table, I'm going to say that the address is actually at a old monastery. It's sort of like an Amish situation because there's these religious group that wants to like live peacefully in the countryside and like produce stuff to sell to the market. It's like this monastery ranch. It's like 30 minutes outside of town. You get off on some like side country roads and you're driving along. Just for atmosphere, I uh, turn on some disco, which Thorn just hates, but he's asleep. So I turn on some disco. He wouldn't exactly. let you play it, yeah. Agent Breakstone, I never pegged you for the disco type. Yeah, and uh, you'll never speak of this again. <laughs> Orders received, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> As you're driving along, you're about halfway there, and... There's a, a, a clicking and a whirring from the fax machine in the center console. Oh, what, what do they want from us now? Well, let's take a look and see here. And I'll pull the paper out, see what's up. It says, containment breach. Object Red Pegasus, a.k.a. the workhorse. Breach containment at redacted hours and then that day's date. Retrieval of Red Pegasus is considered to be top priority. Description, Red Pegasus appears as a large red horse with very small wings instead of ears. Red Pegasus possesses the ability to redacted, not considered hostile, but is considered a threat because of its abilities to redacted and redacted, approach with caution and subdue using apples or magic red pegasus was last seen uh headed towards basically the area you guys are in agent breakstone why do you think they redact so much on these reports i feel like some of these details could have been useful to us you'll uh you'll notice the bureau does a lot to save its own hide and not a lot to save its agents well i'm sure that's not true the the bureau cares very much about its field agents the bureau cares what we can do for them I never, I never th thought about it that way. It's very efficient, I suppose. I'm not trying to, uh, to make you hate where you work, but at some point you're gonna have to trust yourself and what your inner voice says more than you trust protocol. And uh, Derek will not respond and look out the window in a reflective manner. Bannon and make a deck save, yeah. Let's see, okay, uh, six minus one, that's a five. 
Yeah. Okay, a five. You're driving along down this country road, and suddenly a giant red horse jumps out in front of you across the road, and you skid left, skid right, and then you hit a tree with the back end of your car. And because this is a 1970s um, vehicle without many safety features, Derek's probably wearing a seatbelt, right? 100%. Banadin, are you wearing a seatbelt? We'll just say Banadin is not wearing a seatbelt then. Yeah. Okay, so. And neither am I. Yeah, who else isn't wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> well, I knew you weren't wearing a seatbelt. All right. Okay, so make a, yeah, make a strength check. Is that a check or a save? Is oh, a save. Okay. My bad, yeah. Great. Uh, 11 for me. So I got a 19. You hit the tree, swerve around, and it rebounds the other way, rolls, but then lands on the tires. Preposterously, you, Derek, are almost thrown from the car, but instead you, because you're wearing a seatbelt, you simply have your head thrown through the passenger side window. You're sticking out. Oh, no. Everything comes back to it. Oh, yeah. That's a damage. Yeah, I I think so. It's not going to be a ton of damage. It's just a glass window. But they were thicker in the 70s, so, you know. Okay, three damage. The car is pointing back the other way, and you see this big red horse just looking at you. And then it turns and trots back into a field. Oh, and Morgan. I forgot to say what hap- what's happened to Morgan. You know those old 70s cars? They have the big sloping window, and there's like that huge space under the window before you actually get to the seat. You've been thrown over the headrest and, and squished up between the window, and you're upside down. You're blocking the rear visibility. Okay, I'm still dead. Okay, still dead. I say it's safe to say that we have discovered the workhorse. You're sounding pretty good after getting your head bashed through a window sounding pretty with it he's top of his class i am in shock for certain <laughs> banadin's got a headache didn't he didn't hit his head he's just annoyed uh, <laughs> hmm. here's what we're gonna do you feel all right you're gonna get out with me stay back be my backup i'm gonna go in the field and approach this thing pretty good with animals this should this should work out okay understood sure what shall we do with agent thorn sir i mean i think he's fine I mean, you could sit him up if you want. But <laughs> I like the understood. idea that you guys put him in like the driver's seat in case anybody comes by. <laughs> like the yeah. car is not abandoned. Derek will set up the dead Joseph Thorne in the front seat and uh, place some sunglasses on his eyes just in case. Do you push my tongue back into my mouth? Yeah, with uh, Derek will go ahead and put on one of those blue gloves again and just kind of ease the tongue back in the mouth and gently close his mouth. And with that done, okay. he will follow Bannadin uh, out of the car. We ap- approach this thing. I I'm, I want to try to get a read on like how much it views us as a threat, like if it's going to attack. Well, it, it doesn't or... really view you that much of a threat because it is sprinting back and forth up and down this field pulling a plow that it found just fucking tearing this field up into neat little rows how big is this horse is this like a very large horse or is this horse like a giant horse it's a very large it's like clydesdale sized so if, if you know what one of those are like they're fucking big 
it's getting closer to you as it cuts through these plow rows back and forth. Just do, do, do. It's moving way faster than a horse should be able to. I want to cast Beacon of Hope, like near it. Because from my understanding, it makes people feel good. They're filled with life and, and hope. I want, it to feel, I want it to feel good about me so that I can just approach it without being like kicked in the face. So I uh, get within 30 feet of it and I do that. The horse uh, slows down, stops, and it actually kicks the plow off it. It like decouples itself from the plow and like trots over to you. And it's like quite a bit taller than you since you're a dwarf. Looks down and looks to see like it's trying to see if you have any apples or anything. It does seem like it trusts you. Hey, I, uh, I understand you're you're looking for for something to do. You want you want to help us out? Its little wings perk up. It gives a little snort and like steam comes out of its nose, like with a little. I don't speak horse, but I'm gonna take that as a yes. If you're understanding me, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn, walk back to our vehicle. You'll follow, and we'll get you hooked up to this thing. So we can go to our location. And I am talking very much like, I don't fucking know if this horse understands a word I'm saying. It's front hoofs. It starts stamping out. And you recognize that actually as Morse code. It's like, got work? Need something? Need. <laughs> that it actually does. It goes, need something. It doesn't spell out the nay with Morse code. No, it nays need something. Okay. Well, I think we've got a, a pretty, pretty smart horse here. So, all right, horse set. Does it still have its, like, the whatever it was using to be attached to the plow, is that still on it? That stuff's still attached to the plow, but it's, like, right there. I can lead the, the horse back to the car, and if we have apples or something, just, like, <laughs> give it some apples. Um but I want to give Derek the grunt work of unhooking the plow from like the rain so that we can jerry rig it to the car. Right away, Does this sir. Make sense. Okay. So Derek, when Derek goes over to do that, the horse immediately follows him over. And once it sees what he's trying to do, it just brings a hoof down and just breaks the harness apparatus right off the plow. And Shit. then what and then it then it then it looks at you. And it starts to get it starts to get like a pretty intense look. Yeah, there's a montage of us hooking up the car, the car yeah. to the horse. The horse comes up to the car and it sees the big dent and like the back wheel all broken up, kicks the the tire back in the back onto the axle and like <laughs> smashes some of the dents out of it. It's not perfect, but you know, it's the workhorse, right? It's like a Soviet style, you know, Soviet style engineering comes out of this horse. Sure. You guys can get back in the car, and then what are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you just gonna tell the horse to like go? I mean, it seems to understand what I'm saying. I think I think we just give the horse the directions. I think we just tell him like it's this address. We just need you to take us there. One, two, three, Colt Street, please. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, because you don't have reins, you can just give a little beep beep, and then the horse just fucking takes off down the road. It's kind of hard to steer. Bannadin's not steering unless he has to. He like he loves this. Uh, I think you need. To, you're gonna have to steer a little bit, but I will say that if you don't steer, what's gonna happen is just every now and then you get caught into sort of like a jackknife situation and you burn some rubber. 
just because like the car is basically being pulled at like the car gets itself into like a 45 degree angle as relative to the road but it's just being pulled forward by the horse wow. yeah we get to this monastery out in the countryside you guys pull up it's dark and dank but not like super creepy you can see a glow of lights coming from somewhere further into the complex and you got your stables you got your you know hay loft type things got you know equipment in various places how much longer is thorn dead ah i return to the land <laughs> of the living do you or do you want it to be like five more minutes <laughs> Now I'm back, baby. <laughs> okay. Ah, good morning, Thorn. You slept ah. through some interesting things. Darkness. Darkness covers me. Uh, let me oh, get... never mind. <laughs> there you go. I take off the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Does it look like if this was were suburbia, there would be a lot of cars parked on the road because there's a party going on? Mm. Oh, yeah. There's There's cars. I will say there are cars parked in, in a clear space between some of the buildings on this... Uh, monastery farm. The building's all very nice and old and brick. You guys come trotting into disco. Red Pegasus the workhorse comes clomp, clomp, clomping in to some sort of bump and beat and stops now that it is delivered you guys to the address. If this is really a party like the other party was a party, then one of us might be able to lay off as a just a citizen sacrifice. I suppose that one of us could, but uh, who, who wants to be up for sacrifice duty? Oh, who is the most innocent one? <laughs> I think I uh, am best suited to play the member of a religious order. You know, Blue, how much undercover work have you done? Well, so this is my second mission in the field and you were there for the first one. This is a great opportunity for you to go undercover as a civilian. You'll be okay. I'm not sure what Thorne's gonna do. Do not worry about me. I will be your eyes in the sky. And then oh. let's have a... <laughs> what? I think I know where this is going. I open up my like leather chest covering cloak so that my chest is exposed. And then a hole is punched out as a, a hawk flies out of my body. Oh my and god. And I just fall over backwards dead. <laughs> I'm sure that's ruined the upholstery. Oh yeah, I, my body definitely fell backwards into the back seats. Okay. And, and so you become you melt into mud. I, I've I do a quick circle in my new hawk form and then I land on the roof of the, the battered vehicle. I don't suppose I will ever get used to that one. That fear is exactly what you can channel if things start going <laughs> south and you still have to play. <laughs> you know, all the best acting comes from places of honesty. I think you're gonna be great at this. You know me, sir. I'm nothing if not honest. I feel like I should probably just very quickly tell the horse just establish the horse is supposed to hang out outside. So you give the horse the task. The horse craves tasks and apples, and you give it the task of waiting for you. Tricky, not really in its nature. I've, uh, I've got a very, very important task for you while we're inside. Mm. It's the most important task 
that I could give you. And it's to wait here patiently. And I'm sure we're going to come running out and jump in the car. And then you're going to take off. Do you think you could do that for me? Okay. It raises its tail and poops coal onto the hood of the car. Cool. Nice. That is such a useful horse. That's why they want it back. Productivity is just plummeted. <laughs> is this the sort of thing where we like head inside? Is there a pretty obvious door for us to go through? It's not a door, but there's a pathway and it leads you to a nice little patio area. It's kind of nice. And there's a bunch of people there. They're just pretty normal looking people laughing and talking and socializing. Is there any beer or like a keg? Is Bannadin see? Oh, this bowl's a punch. You mean Kool-Aid, don't you? <laughs> I'm resistant to poison. Good. We're getting to that part. <laughs> <laughs> I want to both get myself a drink and um, blew a little bit of a drink just to calm them down. You head for the table with the punch bowls on it. People are really jovial. They're welcoming you. Oh, yeah, come on, come on in. Yeah, oh, hey, you know, I'm, my, my name's Dolores. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Rick. Yeah, they're, like, shaking your hand, and they're, everybody seems very cheerful, right? Taking a couple of drinks? For some reason, something's telling me that Derek is, like, not looking particularly chill when it's supposed to be a party. <laughs> Derek is feeling extremely unchill. Yeah, so I'm just kind of, like... My top priority right now, just in the, right in this moment, is to do something to chill out Derek so we can pass. Do you have a flask that you could uh, enhance this drink with? Oh, yeah. I probably, that's, yeah, I probably yeah, I bet you do. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so I, I just, I get us both a drink. I pour a little Banadin's schnapps in it. All right, as you're at the long table with the bowls of punch, somebody comes up to you. Uh, it's going to be another couple, actually. A lot of couples here. Oh, hey, I don't think we've met. I'm Shirley, and this is, this is my, my husband, Brian. And uh, yeah, who, uh, who, who might you be? Uh, my name is Banadin. I am actually from, from out of town. I, I know some, some folks here through extended family, so truthfully, I'm feeling a little bit out of my depth. You know, I, I feel like... Uh, I've got some some family here, and I'm kind of I'm repeating the word family a lot, and like sort of like raising yeah. my eyebrows. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that's whole cloth uh, cloth enough for you to need to roll okay. a deception. Uh, I roll a, a two plus one, it's a three. They do not buy that you have relatives here, and they're like, who uh, who invited you? <sighs> Honestly, I don't know anybody here. My buddy here. He had a real rough first couple days at his new job. And uh, we were driving down this road. And, you know, it's a long way to the next truck stop. And we couldn't help but notice all the cars and, and the music. And it, it might be a, a good place for us to, to take a, a little break and, and enjoy ourselves a bit. The backup plan is just to be party crashers. <laughs> I love it. Well, well I mean... I mean, I, you will know that the way Abby constructed that, I don't think there's actually any lies in there. Yeah, that's correct. There's it's, no lies. It's, it's great. Oh, oh, well, that's that's okay. It's you know more the merrier. Yeah, they you don't know, make it. Make yourselves a home. Have plenty. Of, have as much punch as you want. Before they get too far into this, yeah. Where am I? You're a bird. Where do you want to be? I just want to be on top of one of the buildings. Yeah. 
I want to be. Cl- I want to stay close by. Okay, you 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 can be there. It, you're a bird. There's not there's not a bird proof field or anything. I'm gonna move this thing along, which is it's like I'm you know a general murmuring, and then there is you know the ting 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 of somebody hitting a glass. Uh, you guys see clearly the cult leader. It's a fairly short lady who looks like Jim Jones, and she sounds like Bill Clinton. Everybody, everybody, thank you so much for coming. We had a little setback last night, and we had to relocate to the present abode, but I assure you that everything is still going just fine. Now, if everyone would like, we're going to head on into one of the stables and get things a-cooking. And then the crowd starts to, like, generally move. Woo! That sounds like a great idea. Derek is enjoying his drink. (laughs) Does Thorn fly into the house? Is there a way for me to do it without getting noticed? It's a stable, so you're going to know that these often have holes in them that birds get in through. Then I will begin my journey trying to find a little hidey hole to find my way in. I think you're rolling an investigation because you're looking for a hole. I got a 17 for a little hidey hole. Oh, yeah, you can find a hidey hole. There's, uh, there's, one, there's one in the roof of the building that you can shimmy in, and then you're okay. inside of the stables. Then I will continue watching. Okay, you're inside, and as your eyes adjust, your hawk eyes, uh, you look down and you see that there are enormous cows beneath you enormous in a bad way they are like extremely bloated like someone has blown them up like balloons oh Oh, no this is big gross (laughs) oh good well you know you guys rolled it (laughs) oh god (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah let's cut back to the other squad members of p squad so we're, we're just following the crowd into the into the house yeah yeah, it's a stable. You also see the the gross giant balloon cows eating. Some of them are sleeping because it is night. Some of them are taking big poops. Agent Breakstone, we're seeing some big animals today. <laughs> Banadin, you can just call me Banadin, please. Oh, sir, that would make me so happy. I, 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 that would really make me feel like I'm part of the team. I throw in like an arm around him and just like hold him really close to me um, to try to sort of take the attention away from us. Maybe I'm kind of like trying to like play off like maybe we're lovers so that people just won't like give us another look. I, that, that'll totally fit. There's lots of couples there. <laughs> this is the best undercover mission ever. Uh, sort of in the middle of the stable, there is a big concrete platform it's a series of items on it. They're like slaughterhouse items. The cult leader gets up on the platform and starts pacing back and forth. Now listen, everyone, I don't want you to worry about anything. All these here items here are going to be animated just as we would like to see. By the way, who here is here for the first time tonight? At our little gatherings. Oh, Bandit, then that's me. I, I cast bless. Hands. I cast bless. <laughs> oh, we're doing this, huh? <laughs> I, I'm new here. Welcome. We are a local chapter of Illanum, and we here believe in the, the power 
power of objects. Do you have a favorite object, young man? Why, yes, I do. Uh, let, let me go on up there and show it to you. I do not remove my arm from around Blue, and so if he's walking up there, I, I'm walking up there with him. I'm like, I have, I'm not saying anything. I'm going along with this for now, but I'm like not leaving his side. Don't worry, Bannadin. I got a, I got a good plan. Come on up, come on up. Uh, yeah, you guys get on uh, up to the platform. The cult leader extends their hand and says, My name is Jenny Big Barrel, and these are my cows. <laughs> Big Barrel. Big old Barrel. Yeah, she's kind of rotund. She's just like sure. Jim Jones, but shorter. Yeah, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, and she's like, And this is the sacred former home of a illustrious religious order, as well as a very profitable ranch. So, what is your name? Young man. Well, my name is Jim Red. He he he. Are you laughing like that? Give 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 me a roll. Deception. Mm. Well, that's a three on the die, and for a total, Jenny shakes your hand and winks. For, forgive my partner. He's uh, he doesn't hold his drink too well. No, that's all right. That's all right. And how about how about you? What's what's your name? My name is Bannadin Break Cole. Uh, 13. Yeah, you, you passed that one. They believe that your last name is different. So there, Jim Red, you said you had a favorite object. Why, yes, I do. Do you have it with you? Yes, I do. Would you like to show everyone? Maybe we could imbue it with some magic properties this evening. Would you like that, Jim? Oh, I would, Jenny, but... It's already pretty magical on its own. Oh. And I'm going to swing out my big ass sword and I'm going to just chop this lady in half. <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, baby. We're going. Oh, we, I guess we're going. That's a non-natural 20 to hit. Damn. Yeah, that'll be a hit. That's 20 damage. Oh, that's a lot of damage. Slice? Which way are you slicing? I'm, gonna, I'm going for the crossbody. So the sword is on my back and I'm grabbing it and bringing it down into the full slammerino. You cut open this lady's chest cavity and she looks surprised as her insides basically fall out and then she slumps to the side. All right, Bandit, we're off to a good start here. Okay, I need a read on the room. Room? Yes, I think we all want to know. Okay, yes, the room. Everyone looks shocked. Half the people look angry. They reach into their coats, pull out those short little sacrifice knives. But only half of them, right? Only half the people. The angry half? Yeah. Yeah. Let's roll initiative and we can take Tommy out of that. A 15 minus one, 14. I got a nine. I got a 16 because of my hawk dexterity. Ooh. The cultists actually rolled the top. Let's put a number on these people. Let's, I'm gonna say there's like 20-ish people there. It was a pretty small gathering. Maybe 10 baddies. One of them who's a, a, a tall guy who is wearing like a, like a priesty collar, kinda. Jenny's dead. That means I'm in charge. So he yells at like three of them to go to the artifacts. He yells at the other ones. He's like, kill that man and probably that dwarf.
Now the gin is out of the way, I can do things my way. The possibilities are endless. Find out next time on Day Players. Tommy, did you try to uh, chop the fridge in half like the same way? Yeah, just, I did. Yeah, I was just wondering. If Listen, you'd, like, when all you have is a <laughs> when all you have is a giant sword, everything looks like a training dummy. It's called a story arc, Abby. <laughs> You've heard of it. I'm uh, I'm highlighting the the echo here. That's right. It's this like is a callback. Yeah. <laughs> it, it rhymes. rhymes. <laughs>